Hello everyone, my name is Roxana Mols from AFD Antwerp and today we have uh, Julie from Hank Your Jeans here. Maybe you can introduce yourself to our listeners. Yes, hello everyone, my name is uh, Julie Litter. Uh, I'm a co-CEO of the uh, European Spinning uh, Group, the company that launched the Hack Your Jeans uh, project and recently also founder of uh, Ariadne Innovation. Great. Can you maybe explain to our listeners what Hack Your Jeans is exactly about? Yes, um, I think a few years ago uh, we started uh, in our uh, spinning mill, so European Spinning Group is a textile spinning mill uh, who works with uh, different raw materials uh, to spin yarns for, uh, for different applications. We started doing some development uh, with um, post-consumer recycled denim, so really collected jeans that we uh, that were shredded by one of our partners uh, in Germany and that we spin again into yarn for different applications. So this is actually this ESG green yarn, the start of uh, the Hack Your Jeans project, which is really um, the project that um, couples also the awareness creation about uh, circular economy and um, sustainability uh, for this type of uh, yarns. And do you um, do it yourself with Hack Your Jeans or are you more like um, that you're more a coordinator role in it? Yes, I think we evolved in a role. So we were really focused um, at first on the, the product innovation of the product, uh, the yarn itself. But afterwards, we really saw that uh, for you know commercializing this type of product, that uh, first of all the you know the broader network needed to uh, be aware of the impact of uh, of the, the circular yards. So we started really um, communicating, um, raising awareness uh, in this project, and also connecting different parties uh, between each other. Uh, to really make product development with this type of, uh, of material. So we are kind of in a connector, accelerator um, role for, uh, for the base products as well. And who is your target audience? So uh, our direct customer for the yarn are weavers and knitters in various applications in home textiles, in fashion, workwear, uh, technical textiles. But the audience for the Hack Your Jeans Awareness Project is really uh, the broader community. So we focus both on the B2B uh, roles, so really the, the production value chain, value chain to explain the transparency, the production process, to convince them to try the product. But also we also raise awareness uh, more B2C by really showing uh, with our uh, traveling boots, for instance, where we show the end products made from uh, this uh, recycled material to really show to the consumer what is possible with recycled materials because we felt that there was really kind of a hesitation uh, what the quality level or, or the sustainability level would be of this type of uh, recycled materials. So it's a B2B, B2C project. And how do you reach your target audience? Like, how do you approach everything? Yes, so uh, we actually have, we have two systems. 
of course online because the online community building is very important so we actually uh, started with social media we created a website where we communicate about the production process uh, the environmental impact of the product uh, but also show all the partner projects that are made from this uh, hack your jeans yarn as well so uh, we, uh, we we are very active on, on social media um, uh, at first um, also giving a lot of presentations which was um, uh, actually the heart um, of, or the start of, of the project and of course um, you know textile products they're really tactile people like to feel them to see them so um, next to the online uh, showing of, of products we also started demonstrating the products in, uh, in a shopping mall in Kortrijk, for instance, in a demo room uh, to, to take this boot made of pallets and boxes, um, very, you know, a, a very easy way of, of showing products to, to let that travel and, and there they could see the, the material, the raw material, the denim, we explain the process, but also uh, let them see the sneakers that were made of it, uh, the socks, the, the jeans, so we really try to sensibilize to create awareness by showing the products physically as well. So uh, this was the case, really a blended story uh, of, uh, of, of demonstration and marketing. Great. Um, so you already um, talked about some values, core values of your company uh, or projects, may I say. Um, but are there like really core values that you share or... Yeah, I think the, the, the core values are really this, um, of course, the sustainability of the project and the connection, uh, the network, which is really important because this connecting part really drives the, the impact of the sustainability. Uh, so, you know, this, this connection and this network is, uh, is really important. So we aim to really inspire, inform, connect everyone um, on this topic of Hack Your Jeans uh, project. This is really important. So, uh, and what was important for me personally as well, how I started, is really to involve uh, the students and the younger people as well to really make sure that they are ambassadors for this sustainable products because you really feel that uh, the younger generation uh, is really aware of or starting to be aware of, of what they're buying and how products are made so this was really important for me as well and how do you involve the students then Yes, actually the, the Hack Your Jeans project, it really started, uh, first of all, uh, with, with one or two pro uh, products, with, with towels, with the honest uh, denim. Uh, and I started to give presentations in, uh, in high schools and universities about uh, this project and each time new products came. Uh, so <laughs> the story was elaborated and people always listened very passionately. Uh, we also worked together with uh, the West in, uh, in Kortrijk uh, several times, um, really with this product designers, which is kind of typically because uh, in textiles you have textile design, but we, uh, as a raw material supplier, we did not work that much with end product uh, designers. 
And what we felt is that if we included them um, in the story, that we also, uh, you know, were aware about the importance of, um, you know, sustainable design and design for circularity. So uh, this is also we did a lot of student projects. We did a lot of uh, work with communication students how to build this project, and I re really felt that uh, young people were very passionate uh, about this. So uh, that was important for us. Sounds really cool, actually. Are the students involved in any other ways? Uh, we try to make them ambassadors. So it's kind of this Hack Your Jeans community. This would really be a dream. Of course, we have to spend a lot more time in, in building it. But we, we made, this is why we always communicate with hashtag Hack Your Jeans. So if people, if, if they see, for instance, on a fair, if they see the Anna sneaker, so the Anna sneaker was really um, um, uh, a sneaker that was designed based on recycled materials, but also designed for uh, recyclability, so could be um, uh, recycled easily. Um, and, and this is really some kind of product, uh, which is a knitted sneaker, which, which was very um, in fashion at that time, or, or still is. And uh, each time people saw that, uh, they took pictures, they shared it. So I think this community building on, on Instagram and uh, on, uh, on Facebook uh, is really important as well. Making, making it a real hype then. <laughs> yes, we try, we try, but still. <laughs> and how did you experience this in times of Corona? Um, I think that um, the benefit of having an online system was, of course, we, we could continue you felt that the, the product development itself uh, was lower because uh, a lot of companies were focused on you know, uh, staying alive, coping with uh, the health issues uh, with their personnel. So really new developments uh, were lower, but still uh, you felt this kind of connection that people needed uh, to bond. Uh, and I think that the network there uh, really helped. So, so we continue to communicate um, during this period, but of course, has been a, a challenge uh, where we were growing from ESG side uh, product-wise um, in, in revenues a lot uh, the past years. Uh, it kind of stopped in, uh, in 2020, but I think uh, this year will be promising again to, to pick it up with a lot of new customers. So we're looking forward to the new projects coming. Well, I think Corona was definitely a learning experience as well. So you're talking about different co companies, etc. Um, are you the provider of the materials? Where do you get them? Yes. Um, what what we really learned. So you know, our ancient role in uh, ESG was really to only buy fiber and produce yarns. But when you're talking about this ecosystem of circular economy, you're talking to uh, collectors, to sorters, uh, to the whole value chain. So this really created opportunities. And the material that we're using now, um, it comes from different projects. Some brands, uh, such as Honest, uh, they have their own collection campaign, for instance, in uh, Antwerp um, a few years ago, where they collected, um, in cooperation with Kringwinkel, uh, their, their denim. So most of all, uh, it's uh, in link with the social economy, which is important as well, I think, uh, from a sustainability point of view. Uh, some of the materials, they come via the traditional um, ways where we don't um, have full transparency, but everything is collected in, uh, in Belgium or in uh, the neighboring uh, countries. 
So we buy them then from our supplier in, uh, in uh, Germany. And are you responsible for the recycling parts? For the recycling part, we work together with the German partner uh, Altix today. Uh, because um, the, the recycling part is really, um, you have to have the right uh, machinery, but uh, we worked in very close cooperation to get, you know, the quality just right, because the challenge with working with recycled materials is really that you have to find a balance between good quality um, and, and being able to upcycle uh, it, to, to use it again in textile products, which have the hopefully the same quality as the virgin textile products. Uh, so we really needed a partner uh, to work together with us to do this development. So we chose an external party because we don't have a machinery or, or the, you know, um, the, the knowledge uh, in our company. But um, I'm really someone who really believes in the strength of an ecosystem. Everything has, everyone has its role to play in the ecosystem, it does not mean that you have to do everything from collecting, sorting, uh, recycling, spinning, etc. No, you have to have good cooperation network. This was the value I talked about uh, again to really, you know, make everyone work as one company without being one company. This is the, you know, the ecosystem thought which is growing a lot. Uh, I think uh, during the the past years. That's actually a beautiful idea. <laughs> Can you maybe elaborate a bit on your partnership and how did you come to it? Um, the partnership with the Recycle? Yes. Um, we actually we came in contact. So um, actually the core of the product development was done in the Netherlands. Uh, we were asked by the Dutch military in uh, cooperation with one of our customers, uh, Clarisse, Jo Clarisse, a toweling company in Belgium uh, to develop um, a towel made from X percentage of post-consumer recycled materials. So we started working with a knowledge institute in the Netherlands to really learn about how to work with recycled materials. And then they actually, um, yeah, they, they connected us with uh, an industrial partner, um, Altex in, in Germany, who really uh, developed the technology as well on an industrial scale. But they were our first partner because it was a, quite a new development and you really needed people who wanted to go with small volumes at first with an innovation. You really needed believers in the same story. So there was a match there. And now we are doing a lot of new developments together, also looking at different uh, waste streams, other qualities, um, so, so we really can uh, expand uh, the business. That's quite a journey. And now you're working with various companies and product companies. Can you also elaborate on them? and what they are doing? So actually the, the strength of, of Hack Your Jeans was also some kind of product um, accel accelerator. So what we wanted to do is, is we wanted to test with various weaving, knitting companies and uh, uh, producers to test the limits of this type of product. So we wanted to test various markets. So actually, if you look at the website Hack Your Jeans today, you see we have already 15, 20 partners and different products. Um, and uh, it's really a lot of them uh, came to us uh, to develop something. Uh, others were really developed um, of us accelerating them and, and, and just, um, you know, uh, talking about um, 
why don't you switch, for instance, uh, cotton yarn to recycled denim yarn just to give it a nice color, but also the sustainability um, aspect as well. Um, and there's a lot of nice partnerships that, that came from it. I think uh, we're in Antwerp. Honest is a very nice uh, story um, where we supported them as a, as a, start a startup company uh, to, to do the development uh, and to launch uh, a totally new brand, uh, the most sustainable jeans in the world, uh, they tell uh, in, in, in Antwerp. So that's a very nice story. I think another nice cooperation is, for instance, the story uh, with, uh, with Heroes on Socks, uh, who also approached us uh, because we had a lot of questions, we had a sneaker, we had um, yeah, different products. People asked us, don't you have socks in the Sakir jeans yard? So we, we, we thought there were no sock knitters left in, in Belgium. So we started looking uh, we found the last sock knitter in, in Belgium, Beernaert. We approached him and then he did some trials uh, with the Sakir jeans yarn and now he already has like four or five customers, so this is really this matchmaker uh, story uh, I was talking about. Um, and, and it's a very nice story because now uh, startup uh, Heroes on Socks is uh, also working uh, with, uh, with Beernet on these socks uh, and they also have a social goal, they donate socks to uh, homeless people as well to keep their feet warm. So you really see that this kind of chain effect is, is, is working a lot. Uh, so uh, and, and this ecosystem grows the market itself. It's great to see how it just pops up and you know, it's like a chain reaction but of sustainability. It makes me so happy to hear about all of this. It's really so cool what you are doing and yes. I totally love it. Um, so if you are want to start to work with a new company, so you want to start a new partnership, are there certain criteria or do you give everyone a chance? And Yeah, it's a difficult question to answer. First of all, I would say they have, they have to have kind of a sustainability vision. But um, it's not that this product is only for companies who are uh, startups only focusing on sustainable products. We have a lot of customers or partners who really are in more traditional products and who see this type of uh, material as a way uh, to take the first steps in the circular economy. So really what is important for us is that there's um, some kind of value of cooperation that they're willing to cooperate, but also that they, they are willing to take small steps in, uh, you know, in, um, in the good way or, of, of more sustainability in the textile and, uh, and fashion industry, which is a challenge, of course. Great. Can you give an example of such a company that is ba taking baby steps, maybe, shall I say? Well, I, I think there's a there's a lot of uh, of, of, of examples in the, in the textile industry. You have uh, Hevart uh, making uh, make, making belting. Uh, you have Clarisse, uh, who was the first partner as well, who, who who was working on this recycled material, but who has already uh, expanded uh, their sustainable collection with other materials as well. So you really feel that for a lot of companies, sustainability will be the future. You have uh, mattress fabrics, uh, we, have, uh, we have Peters, who is really some kind of, uh, you know, very 
um, you know, traditional company, but very open for innovation, uh, trying to do new things with their fabric. Uh, we have made uh, marvelous bags uh, and, and, and dog uh, baskets with, uh, with, with the mattress sticking fabric. But there's a lot more, uh, there's a lot more examples that you can find on, uh, on the website. Please excuse everyone who is listening who I'm not mentioning because it has been a, become a beautiful ecosystem and uh, it's great to see and it's not only a Belgian story, there's also partners and um, other partners in Europe who are uh, using this product towards even uh, India, you know, luxury uh, producers and in, uh, in bedding uh, who are uh, who are making use of this yarn. So so that's very nice, uh, nice to see. So I, I hope I can really, you know, spread my enthusiasm about sustainable and circular textiles with, uh, with a lot of uh, the other businesses. When there's an open mindset, there's definitely room for growth. So um, in this a whole circular economy and the recycling of the lime. Um, what are the biggest challenges? Um, I think, um, first of all, the, the, the content of the material is a, is a challenge. So, you know, if you, if you look in your closet and you look at the tags uh, of clothing, most clothing, they, they are made out of, you know, 5% acrylic, 20% uh, of, of wool and then 50% of polyester. Yeah, this is very difficult, these blended fabrics to recycle, so this is a challenge. So mono fabrics like, like denim, which consists most of the time out of 90-95% uh, of cotton and then some lycra polyester, is, 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 is very conform uh, to recycle. Um, but still the challenge is, um, if, if you talk about the mechanical recycling I was talking about, that the percentage you can achieve in the end product is um, today in yarn limited to 50 to 70 percent which means that if you translate that in a finished textile product there's like uh, 30 to 50 percent of recycled material which is still too low i think uh, there are new recycling technologies that are coming to the market uh, very soon who are able to um, recycle in a, in a thermal or in a chemical way where the quality of the recycled material uh, is being maintained and this will open up a lot of uh, potential market. So I always say that like Hack Your Jeans um, is one of the, you know, uh, to open the door towards sustainability. Uh, maybe it will not be the biggest product range in 10 years, but definitely it will have opened doors with a lot of suppliers who will have tried this type of, uh, of material so uh, but um, i think this is uh, this is still a challenge so this technological uh, evolution is very important in coming years okay yeah i think that if already a part is recycled it's always better than that you throw everything into waste and just don't do anything with it so that's definitely good um and are there, like, how do you handle water usage and other stuff? Yes, if you really look at the products that are made from uh, the Hack Your Jeans yarn, there's almost no water use in, in, used in the, the production process of the end product. Uh, why? Because the denim itself of the recycled jeans already has color. 
So if you calculate the environmental impact of changing 50% of cotton, for instance, with 50% of recycled denim, you have a huge benefit in, in what they're saving on the raw material itself, because cotton, of course, uses in, in its growth a lot more water than a, than a recycled material. So um, I think from an ecological pers perspective, also if you look at uh, the opportunity of, of circular economy, of you know, creating a more local value chain, whereas uh, normally there's an international, if you look at how the textile system works today, uh, I mean, Sterile. raw materials are, are coming from, I don't know, uh, they're coming from, from India, they're spun in, uh, in India, then they go to weaving in, uh, in China, then they go to Bangladesh, then they come to Europe, the textile value chain is really crazy, so if you can set up local partnerships, that's, I think, uh, important as well. Yeah, so you're also working on a shorter supply chain, yes. uh, which benefits the environment again, yes, of course. Indeed. You see all the problems with the availability of raw materials, uh, with uh, you know the, the uncertainty Sorry, yeah. of having enough supply. Okay, on the longer term, maybe there will be a short supply of, of cotton because of the, the climate change, I don't know, but, but all those things, uh, you know, circular economy could be solution for that so um, but definitely for uh, for the environmental impact uh, itself as well yes indeed so i think our listeners themselves can do something as well and um, for examples um, earlier we talked about green loop mm -hmm. so there are special containers where uh, people can donate their jeans and other clothes where can they find them or do they have some characteristic trait or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would say that the special Hack Your Jeans container was one project in, in Kortrijk. Okay. We have not been able to, you know, really uh, launch them uh, in the whole of Belgium. What we do do is if you have, you know, questions for recycling campaigns uh, in other uh, places in Belgium, we work together with the social economy that um, is uh, important for that region. So, for instance, in, uh, in Antwerp, uh, you just drop your denim or, or other products in, uh, in the Kringwinkel, in, in the containers, and, you know, the part that cannot be uh, reused will be used by, uh, by us, hopefully. Uh, so, message would be just drop it in the, in the clothing contain containers that are there for, uh, for that purpose. Because actually, we talk about recycling right now, but we only recycle the, the waste stream uh, that cannot longer be used um, in second hand because, you know, the, the first benefit and you see that uh, growing in the, in the future as well, you, you see the success of, of second hand clothing stores uh, and platforms uh, such as uh, Vinted. I, I think the first Love sustainability uh, part is, is just not doing anything but, but swapping clothes or, or reusing clothes, uh, that should be the first thing. But once they're really discarded or ready to be discarded, it's better to recycle them and recycle them hopefully back to clothes um, instead of just burning them or sending them to Africa to end up on, uh, on landfills somewhere. So, uh, yes, indeed. So just to clarify um, the whole what you said uh, earlier, um, so it's mainly the, for example, genes that are too damaged 
to go to the second-hand stores that are used in the recycling process, right? Yes, correct. Okay. But you can drop everything in the clothing containers and uh, from of the Kringwinkel. Yeah. So apparently this is something that is sometimes misunderstood, uh, so they get recycled as well. Uh, if they are, um, you know, not useful anymore, you can drop them in the containers and they will do the sorting. And it's better than to do that than to drop it in your garbage bag at home, for instance. So, yeah, of course. And we shouldn't forget that this is also an important part of circular economy. Yes. That's not only about recycling. Yes, so, uh, yes. And in general, what do you think are the advantages of circular economy in general? First of all, I mean, the, the ecological impact is, I think, the most important thing. But the opportunities that there are uh, to create jobs, again, uh, in the textile uh, industry uh, in Europe, uh, but also in social economy. If you read the newspapers the, the past years, the, the jobs in social economy are, are really booming. It's also you know, linked to these Kremlinkels, for instance, uh, who are who are growing a lot. So I think that's an opportunity for the economy as well. Um, I think that's important. Also from an innovation point of view, I think there's some beautiful potential to do great things uh, with this this type of uh, of materials and and just you know even generating the mindset of, of this ecosystem and of working together this is really something that our economy and our, our society needs because we have you know also due to covid uh, we have been so isolated so really creating this community effect and relaunching that is, is very important great i definitely agree and um, so you really believe that um this should become the norm in the future. I really hope it will. Uh, and I also believe that uh, it will be driven, for instance, for textiles and fashion, uh, it will be driven by, uh, you know, governmental decisions in Europe. You have the EU Green Deal, which is very important right now, um, which will drive some legislation um, towards more circular economy that I believe definitely. For those in the audience who don't know the Green Deal, can you maybe explain it like very shortly, very briefly? Um, I, I think it's, it's kind of a, of a deal that is focused on different climate action uh, topics. So it's not only about circular economy, but uh, it's also linked to uh, green energy, uh, to, um, yeah, I don't know all the topics by heart, but uh, what the EU wants to do is really to yeah, what Greta Thunberg is, is really screaming towards them is, is, is saying you have to take action right now because uh, in a few years we might not be here anymore. Uh, so the EU wanted to take action as well um, and they created some kind of uh, national or international action plan to fight uh, climate change. And the Green Deal is then really the uh, stimulus package that will support uh, these type of actions. Circular economy and definitely circular economy for textiles um, is a huge part of that because, uh, you know, if you look at the clothing waste streams that we have in Europe, it's, uh, it's a huge challenge. Yeah, and most people are really unaware of this problem. Like, yeah. we're mostly speaking about a lot the meat production or um, our emissions, um, but the clothing is something that we often don't talk about, so... Um, I think it's really important 
just in general and the message you're spreading and what heck your genes or other um, operations are doing. So really thank you for that. Mm -hmm. um, one of my last questions, we uh, saw an article from you in Elle magazine and um, there you said that you are a matchmaker. What yes. do you mean by that? <laughs> I'm not a dating service. <laughs> no, I, what I feel is, is that uh, what, what, what the textile and fashion industry was missing sometimes is finding the right partners to do business. Not business commercially, but just find the right innovation partner. Or, or And what we focus on uh, also now with the new platform Ellie uh, Connect is really to uh, find low-hanging foods just by connecting uh, the, the right partners. And I think the Hero on Socks, uh, the, the sock project was, was the a uh, perfect um, example of that, just bringing together uh, a sock knitter interested in other products and uh, you know uh, brands interested in this type of products and then the ESG green yarn, the Hakeo jeans yarn, bringing them together gave a match and already a, a lot of new product innovation and I think this is what I wanted to say is just by bringing the right people together which is matchmaking uh, will, uh, will, will have a positive effect, I think, first on the environment, but also on, uh, on the innovation and on the economy. So that's, that's really important. I love the title. I did not, I'm not sure if I used that quote, but uh, definitely uh, it was a great title. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, if you have to pitch Hack Your Jeans in one minute. Yes, I, I would say that uh, the Hack Your Jeans project is really a connector and an accelerator uh, for bringing partners together around the story of recycled denim uh, and to work together to drive more sustainability uh, in the textile and fashion industry. Awesome, that's a very clear message. <laughs> okay, do you have some tips and tricks for our listeners at home or take-home messages maybe? I would say uh, just uh, uh, look at what we are doing, uh, follow also what the other brands is doing because you see that uh, the topic of circular economy is no longer limited to hack your jeans but also bigger brands are doing it. So just uh, you know, look at where your clothes are made, uh, think about what you're buying uh, and just you know drop that jeans in the right container, as I already explained, and you will help the environment a lot. There's also a lot of greenwashing. What are your tips on that? Um, yeah, that's a difficult topic. I think transparency and uh, traceability will become more and more important. Um, I think uh, look at what the brands are communicating. If you can find uh, some label uh, or certification, uh, on there, uh, but um, I think uh, there's a lot uh, done already. I would say give everyone uh, a chance because even if people are using greenwashing, it's because they have the good intention of improving. That's something I believe in. Maybe I'm a little bit naive, uh, but I believe and I see good intentions with a lot of bigger brands as well. So. Okay, that are some great tips. Thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed our conversation and I love what you are all doing. So uh, thank you for that. And thank you to our listeners for um, listening to another podcast from AFD Antwerp. Thank you.